0: N E D apostrophe V A R is from Central Cali, one of the most gifted MCs you'll ever see. Look him up, look him up on any streaming site. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. That cat is talented. Keen DeVar, K-E-Y-N-E-D Apostrophe V-A-R. But yeah man, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show. The whole nine of the nighttime right at nine. Thursday night. Yeah, my favorite night of the broadcast week. As many of you already know, this is the night of the week where we let our hair down and discuss something that may come across as a little more trivial, but still highly important nonetheless. We've arrived at the tail end of a banner week on the Danny Mo Show. On Monday we debated LGBTQ discrimination and whether or not a California bakery should have the right to deny baking a cake for a same-sex couple. On Tuesday, we broke down environmental injustice and climate change and how the black and brown communities have been forced to live within a sea of bad air quality, power lines, and sites full of rubble. And just last night, I sounded the Danny Mo Show alarm by exchanging discourse with you regarding this racial reckoning and how for our very survival, the black and brown communities had better learn to get along quick, fast, and on the double. But tonight, I am here to work at making you smile. The same way I would do for myself with a beloved activity ever since I was a little nappy-headed child. That activity is listening to music by blazing up my favorite love songs of all time. r and slow jams, to be exact. Because as someone that has been a hopeless romantic his entire life, and still is, by the way, you know, music was the best way for me to get in touch with my matters of the heart or the lack thereof. And it also gave me additional personalized arrows to place into the quiver of Cupid himself as I navigate through this thing called love. But as I like to do on this show from time to time... Allow me to load you all back into my KBLA time machine to take you back to the way things were. Blaze it up, Andy. Come on, let's go.
1: Let's
0: get this thing to 1580 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Come on, let's go. 1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts? Gigahoo? Back out. I'm going to take you all back to the 1980s right now. Back in the days of parachute pants, Jerry Curls. Shell-toed Adidas with no shoestrings in them. I did not win them. Shout out to Run DMC, by the way. And back when, in my opinion, the R&B slow jam was really starting to hit its stride. You see, I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood. Poverty, gangs, drugs. In the middle of the crack cocaine era. My so-called friends were starting to gravitate towards the drug game, and a few of them even lost their freedom and their lives in the struggle. But there were four things that kept me on the right path and away from the mayhem in those streets. First, God. My mother kept me and my siblings in church almost four days a week. And I believe that Jesus kept me covered in the blood throughout my entire adolescence. Second, my mentor. I mentioned how my belief in God is what kept me on the right path. And I believe my mentor coming into my life was a celebratory gift from God, proving that he's the author and the finisher of my faith. Third, my mama. A strong single mom of six children had enough on her plate and there was no way I was going to complicate her already stress-filled life by bringing additional nonsense into a godly home that she had cultivated with her Christian and calloused bare hands. And last but not least, the main protagonist of this opening monologue tonight and the primary driver of my becoming enamored with the slow jam, my first love. Her name was Tracy. And to me, she was the cutest little thing in the country. Had me at hello, trying to tell you. Because you see, your boy was just a kid. A poverty-stricken adolescent. And the Danny you're hearing on the radio right now hadn't yet found his penchant for stringing the king's English together or identifying the right words to express himself. But after getting to know Tracy for a few weeks and sharing our first kiss, it was the cutest thing, I'm telling you. A chance to encounter over the airwaves of an incredible song from the legendary group New Edition came blaring over my boombox speakers and literally changed my world for the rest of my life. Listen.
1: I'm with your love.
0: in love yes it's true and that one song would be the catalyst to be not only forever falling in love with the r&b slow jam but would begin my perpetual search to ultimately find the perfect song to express my feelings for my first love or any love for that matter and i didn't have to wait long after watching the first hip-hop movie of all time Crush groove with a few of my friends a song appeared in the movie that made my heart smile and solidified not only my love for my favorite musical producers of all time, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but it also gave me a second dedication for the new 80s lady in my life. It became an instant classic for me and for a lot of you, too, because the song was also oh so tender. Listen. <laughs> is so amazing i swear
1: Here I lay all-
0: best piano riff in black music history and still my go-to song for an expression of love. The four MDs tend to love, but things weren't always butterflies and rainbows, though. Tracy and I had our nasty fights and arguments, too. This would become the girl that I would eventually lose my virginity to. Yeah. And coupled with my prepubescent over-encumbrance... All of the growing pains would unlock a new spectrum of emotions I wasn't prepared to deal with. And one night, I was a little out of pocket, can't lie. I said a little something I shouldn't have said. I called her names that I had no business calling her. And after yelling at it, it was over! It's over! We ain't together no more! Jerry Carroll Jr. said, Anyway, we ain't together no more! And I never wanted to see her again! One song came over the radio that described my feelings so perfectly. It was so perfect. I called her and played it to her over the phone like we used to do back in the day. Y'all fellas know what I'm talking about. Because Climax knew exactly what I was feeling at that moment.
1: Listen. Thought I heard your voice yesterday.
0: I didn't know how to say it in my own words, but all I knew is that Cheryl, Bernadette, Joyce, and the ladies from right here in Los Angeles knew exactly what to say and how to say it for me. In conclusion, we obviously didn't make it. Yeah, we briefly came together together, Again, on as adults, but we both immediately realized that what we had as youngsters could never be reignited, reimagined, or relived. It was a moment in time when two young African-American kids sought the comfort of each other's arms within the drug and gang-infested sea of sin, sorrow, and sadness of that one black neighborhood in Central Cali. But upon walking away from our short rendezvous in the mid-1990s, it did make me hearken back to the good old days. Perhaps I could have made a stronger effort to keep the love alive. Perhaps I could have dropped my negro machismo that I possessed and told her how I really felt instead of allowing my pride to get in the way. Because these four walls were closing more every day. And I was dying inside. But nobody knew it but me. And in 1996, the Tony Rich Project knew exactly what they were talking about. Listen. Why didn't I say the things I needed to say? How could I let my
2: angel get away? Now my world is just a- tumbling down I can say it so clearly,
1: but you're way around The nights are lonely, the days are so sad
0: slow jam. All a true story, by the way. And that's why it's still my favorite musical genre of all time. Nobody knows it but me? Nah, I believe you all know it too. But that is just me. Ah, Let's do it, y'all. Y'all ready tonight, huh? Tell me what you think, LA. Do you agree with my assessment of the R&B slow jam? But is it also your favorite musical genre of all time like mine? What is it about that music that brings emotion to your heart and soul? Also, whatever happened to the love in music? I believe the absence of love in music is a byproduct of the lack of love in society. Do you think there's a connection? And can we ever get it back? And lastly, who did it best? Yeah, I just focused on a few select artists from my childhood, but there are literally Hundreds of multi-talented men, women, and groups that have blessed us with some of the greatest R&B slow jams of all time. Who are the ones that rank as the greatest? I got one of my all-timers on the show tonight. Stay tuned. How at your boy, your voice to change, your voice to community, your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS, or Android. It. Don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast plus. Like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA 1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too plus. My nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ayers, will not be in this week, so your boy been flying solo all week long. Therefore, you are all my partners in crime this week, and I will be taking your phone calls and your comments via the ecosystem of our social network. Check this out. When we come forward, I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation tonight. Look, my all-time favorite slow jam song choices may not be your favorite choices. We can agree to disagree. But I have additional opinions involving black music that I consistently have swirling around in my brain all the time that you may have problems with, too. That's why my seventh series tonight is. Seven unpopular opinions pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. From black music past to the black music future. There are a few opinions I might have that may ruffle a few feathers tonight. I'll explain. Buckle up. Add to the conversation with your phone calls. When we come forward, welcome to the Danny Morrison Show Thursday night on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. Come on.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. With Charmin. We'll talk. Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580,
0: the show that also has your booty believe in. I'm not here to tell you how to think, but <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Man. It's Thursday. Come on, it is a slow jam show. Come out. I'm not here to tell you how to think, but I am here to tell you what to think about. We black in the spot. Another episode of the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. Your boy's flying solo this weekend. I want to once again. Send our prayers to my nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ayers, under the weather this week. She will be back on Monday. God willing, prayers, fingers crossed the whole nine. I, I think she just wants a little sympathy. That's all it is for me. And maybe she want me to dedicate her slow jam tonight. I think that's what it was. She probably just going to come in today and say, ooh, slow jam, dedicate me a song, Danny. That's why she missing in action. It's jealousy. That's what I think. I feel manipulated. I'm kidding. Give that a girl. Come on back here. See you soon. But uh, coming up at the top of the hour is literally a musical legend. Uh, one of the purest R&B artists of all time. We're chasing him right now trying to put the pieces together. He's the Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, producer, and musician. During the early to mid-1980s, he was the focal point and primary lead singer of the family group DeBarge and led classic tracks such as Time Will Reveal, one of my top five slow jams of all Time. Stay with me, all is love, rhythm of the night, and tonight we will chronicle his musical journey and give a sneak peek on what incredible things are coming up for him. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable L DeBarge inside my Pulse one, on the Danny Mo Show tonight, 10 p.m., top of the hour. It should be a great one with a great one. And at the top of the 11 o'clock hour, man, y'all ain't playing. Y'all ain't playing. I will bring you a few more. Upon further review topics that have been bubbling under the surface of the Danny Moe Show the past few days, you all have sent me clips on. Jay, this is what we're doing tonight. First, there's a woman that says that she would have to have an open marriage because she can't sleep with one man for the rest of her life. She says it, she says it much differently than I just said it, though. And <laughs> a listener sent it to me as a follow-up to the Neo clip that we played last night with, me, with Neo basically stating that if his woman is cheating on him, he don't want to hear about it. Are his, are his kids taken care of? Is the house clean? Are all the bills taken care of? Oh, his woman is cheating? He said, He said, if my friend knows, don't tell him. I said, I don't know if I agree with that. This is a follow-up to that clip that we played. Secondly, somebody, somebody else sent me audio on Ray Charles. Because the other night I said that I went and saw that new Elvis film, which, by the way, not bad. Not bad. And it kind of changed my mind on his place in music history. I've been saying for a long time, I think, we talk about culture vultures, you know? We talk about Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake and all these people that we call culture vultures. I said, Elvis is the ultimate culture vulture. Saw the movie, changed my mind a little. The person that sent me this clip saying, I don't know, Ray Charles might disagree with you. So I'm going to play you the clip sent to me, which is raw audio of the Ray Charles, the late, great Ray Charles, saying, uh, pump your brakes on Elvis. (laughs) We'll get to that. Thirdly, I was sent a clip on, um, Blame Game Insanity, it's called, because the listener heard me talk about how we're the only race of people that is giving all our money to the white man because we still fighting for equality while simultaneously assimilating into a white society. Meanwhile, the other racial groups are building their own and passing us up, which I preach on this show all the time. There is a clip from a cat that breaks it down. Uh, next is, uh, about unemployment. is actually a news report, I think from CBS News, talking about black men in America and how it's affecting the economy by the billions and what needs to be done about it. I'll bring you that in. Lastly, here's a clip that's pretty accurate until about the tail end. Someone had the nerve to say that this woman is spot on in this video and what she says regarding reasons why white women love dating the brothers. Okay. And in the clip, in my opinion, she's about 80% right. The rest is kind of suspect. I'll play it for you, for you to decide. But those are the upon-further-review clips I'll be playing for you in the 11 o'clock hour, the third hour of the broadcast. But in the meantime and in between time, make sure you follow the most trusted, credible, and reliable source on the airwaves for Black Los Angeles and beyond on all socials. Like, share, comment, and most importantly, tell your friends and family. Do the same. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, too. You can find us at KBLA1580 all across the multiverse, man, metaverse, the whole nine. Also... Remember to download our KBLA app to gain even more access to us. You can stream KBLA live. You can use that open mic feature for those of you that are scared to call this broadcast. I see it all the time. Danny, oh no. Oh no, Danny. Yo, yo show's aggressive. Yo, we we ain't never hurt nobody except racist Trump supporters that call. Only ones that might leave bloody. Other than that, it's all love. That's the new KBLA app exclusively from KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. But tonight, we're reminiscing about the greatness of the slow jam and why it's so important to us as a people. We're also identifying who the greatest slow jam artists are of all time. Call in or DM with one or a DJ A+. Might blaze one up on the broadcast for you. Matter of fact, Holiday Carols just hit me with a DM and she said, Luther Vandross is the GOAT. You can make the case. All I know, we got a seven series to get into, Andy. Let's go. Come on. One
3: topic, 7 answers. Seven answers. It's time for the seven series. seven series on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: We've got a lot to talk about. Look, man, our all-time favorite slow jam song choices may not be your favorite choices. We can agree to disagree, but I have additional opinions involving black music that I consistently have swirling around in my brain that you may have problems with too. That's why my seven series tonight is seven unpopular opinions pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. From black music past to black music future. These are a few opinions that I might ruffle a few feathers tonight. I'll explain. So let the shade begin. You want to join the discussion, you know what to do. 1-800-920-1580. one 920 1580 1580, seven unpopular opinions pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. Here's number one. (laughs) There is not one hip-hop song produced over the last 10 years that deserves to be played on a loop. Not one. Nah, Nan, sorry. I know I sound like an old head by stating it, but this fast food hip-hop generation is making me appreciate the classics even more. And let me be clear. There's been some great songs created in the last decade or so. But all timers, though? Permanent staples? Lifelong catalog bangers? No. There's a ton of one and dones, but nothing that I bang for more than two, three days tops. As a matter of fact, over the last couple years, Nas' album, uh, King's Disease, the first one, I played that for a month. But he's a classic artist, though. Over the last 10 years, I cannot name an album, or check this out, even a song other than Nas, that deserves to be played on a loop. Just my opinion. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we'll, we'll delve back into the 7 series tonight. 7 unpopular opinions pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. John is on the phone. We'll come to him on the other side as well. This is the Thursday Night Edition. Danny Mo Show, KBLA. Stay there.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: 1580.
0: You are checking out the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Wow. Man, it's crazy. Phone lines are crazy. DMs are insane right now. Y'all wouldn't believe the text messages I'm getting right now. Making a brother blush. I'm black. You can't, can't tell, but I'm blushing. <laughs> let's go to the phones real fast, okay? Digging into this sevens. So let's go to John. John, give me your height, your color, and your hood, John.
4: Six foot two. Uh, baby Brown, City of Inglewood.
0: Inglewood, uh, checking in. Drop that. Come on. Yeah yeah, 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 That's my hood, too, man. What you calling for? What's on your mind?
4: Well, you know, I was going to call you about three, four months ago. And you were talking about the music of the 80s, 90s. 80s, 90s, greatest yep. music of all time. And you know, what? I'm not disagreeing with you. It was great, great music. But I still think that when you when you talk about Ruffin and those guys, they were the best. I think, every, every, and it wasn't because they were really that much greater, but they just had a they just had a sound that just hasn't been duplicated.
0: Okay, for, forgive me for missing that. What group did you say again? Ruffin and those guys. Oh, oh, Ruffin. That's what you said. Well, yeah. David Ruffin. Yeah, David Ruffin. Okay. Yeah, they were, they were incredible, man. But well, they were the best.
4: They, and it's not taking away anything from these other guys you were talking about, but they're the ones that set the style, man. They set the style. The music was great. It's still great. These other groups you talk about are fantastic, but I think that those brothers, are, they, they just are the best. I'm
0: going to shut you down with this, and I got to let you go because we got to finish up the seven Series. I'm going to shut you down with this. I tell people, New Edition is the greatest group of all time. And they go, Really? I go, first of all, they came together as kids. They've been doing this for 40-plus years. They got hits up and down for four decades, and they broke off as solo artists, Ralph Tresvant, platinum. Bobby Brown, quadruple platinum. Bell Biv DeVoe, double platinum. Johnny Gill, double platinum. And then they came back together in the 90s and went platinum again, and they're still on tour today. Game set. No competition. No competition. No com- No competition, bro.
4: No competition. Who else can say that? Look, I'm not taking anything away from them. They were fantastic. But listen to the music that the people play, and you listen to those brothers that they play most of their music, even to this day. Since I lost my baby, my girl, beauty's only skin deep. I
0: mean, come on. No, I'm not denying the hits. I'm not denying the hits, and I'm also not denying the influence. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying, if you gonna rank them. There's nobody over New Edition. Nobody. That's all well, it's like. I, I, I think you. I, I think you need to do put it out there and see what people say. I think you just did. If you guys agree with John. Don't call. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> John, I got it. Well, 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 well,
4: wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Go. If it, if it takes if it, if it take them that long to get on the phone, they probably won't call. They probably oh, be free. Oh, look at you. What more do
0: you Look at
1: this, man. I'm multitasking today. Give me a break.
0: I John, I have to throw that in. I know. Give him call of the night, and, you know, we'll, we'll block his so number now. He can never call again. Look, you got... You can tell he got an Obama phone anyway. where you get your phone, yeah. huh? Ralphs, get out of here. You got, a gra- you got a great show, brother. You got a great show. I appreciate you, my man. God bless. Have a good weekend, okay? All right, take care. <laughs> Real quick, go to Imraj, because I already know what's coming. Imraj, give me your height, your color, and your hood. Get a fit here. Come
5: on. <laughs> hey, 5'10". Black in the shadow in the darkest alley. <laughs> and they always scared to go Yeah. <laughs> I got boots and beans. Bags and brains. pieces and scrolls. What do
0: you Yeah. <laughs> you are so good. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> By the way, Cartina, Cartina, check it in. Drop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear. Yeah. I was looking at the switchboard going, Emraj is about to call. I can feel him calling right now.
5: <laughs> you know, this is my show, man. Like I, like I told Andy, man, you know, the, the the gay stuff and the race stuff, you can miss me with the all of that. Know, the gay like stuff and the race stuff? Are this, you this, serious? This is my thing right here. <laughs> hey, this is what makes me happy right here. Me and my girl chilling on a night, you know, listening to some OJ, the Isaac brothers. Mm. Hey, I told you what that what, – what I told you before about the 70s. You heard what that last brother said. You know, that music right there, they was, they was the father of everything. Now, the ones you talk – I'm going to stick in the 80s because that's the ones you're talking about – but can't nothing beat the seventies, man. That brother was dead on But David and Jimmy Ruffin, you know, the Ozzy brothers, Earth, Wind and Fire, OJ. He, you know, yeah, you can't, you can't duplicate that. I know, I know you want to give a new edition of prop and I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. And
0: he's <laughs> hitting can DMs right
5: now. Can you stand the rain? Can you stand the rain with my, was my hit? Andy's Uh, Andy's
0: getting DMs right now and you just gave one to John. John is already up 2-0 in two minutes. It's just out of hand. But come on, Imran,
5: Imran, real fast,
0: because I'm up against it here. Admit to me that New Edition is the GOAT, though. I'm not taking away from how great the Temps were and the Commodores and the Four Tops. I don't know who else. But New Edition, come on now. For our
5: generation, yeah. But I told you, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Honestly, brother, brothers, you put that on the pole. No addition gets no play with that, cat. Uh, they was the babies coming up. They was the babies coming up, you know? Uh, they was the babies coming up. It sucks I because them to ha- I love them,
0: but, to ah, have this argument yeah. with you, I have to downplay the greatness of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I don't want to do that. I refuse to do that because oh, I, do yeah, I, I
5: love them. Don't do that. I'm not going to do it. I love them. They they, they they crossed over and everything. They they man them and Ivy Brothers and OJ. My OJ is my favorite. You know, new addition can't touch an OJ.
0: Look, Maurice White. Maurice White's voice, man. That cat. Yeah. That man. Little, listen, hey, I, I'm. With hey, you. hey,
5: that one for the '80s that you're out there is "I Missed You" from Aaron Ooh! Hall. That, that right there. That right there. That brother put everything in that Actually, I think man.
0: "I Miss You" Aaron Hall is '90s. I think. I think it's right at ninety. Well, this- right.
5: I thought it was. I thought it was the end of eighties end of the 80s, because you know, guy came out with Me uh, and uh, all of that. You know, Peace of My Heart.
0: Yeah, but guy had
5: another song. Is that guy <laughs> had
0: the un? They had the self-titled album, uh, Guy, and then the future came out. Mm-hmm. I think in eighty-eight. I think and I think we gotta look it up. And I think I'm in yeah, came yeah, out but- after that, but we'll look it up.
5: I, mean, I thought I missed you in there, but yeah, man. You know, you got a great show. You know, I love it. Can't wait for Robin to get back and put her two cents in there. I want
0: to hear what she got to say. I'll see if she <laughs> DMs you know me, man, so she can agree with me because John's already up too you, you, old. You,
5: you ask her. You asked her about the groups that I mentioned and new addition. Man, you get no, I, I love you, dog, but you get so funny on this cat. You I, get so, I, I hate to break uh, it hey, to you. Smiley, Tavis Smiley Smiley, doing cartwheels right now. <laughs> Tavis will agree with you.
0: I can promise you that. That is no doubt.
5: Yes, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right, Raj. Done.
0: God bless. Have a good hey, weekend, okay? Time. Have a great weekend, man. Talk All to you, you next too. week. All right, talk to you soon. I love that cat to death. John, you too, I love you too, even though both y'all need to pee in a cup right now. I think it's time for some random drug testing in Los Angeles. Is any, Are there any clinics open right now so John and Imraj can go down there and pee in a cup? Can they? All they need is a thimble, and it- a. <laughs> 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 All right. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. It's the Thursday night. Can you tell? By the way, we are chasing uh, L. DeBar, supposed to be in at the top of the hour. We'll see if we can put those pieces together. 1-800-920-1580. It's the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to debate and talk about, as you can see.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. to nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580.
0: 1880.
3: Now back to more of The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: And back inside my 7 Series, 7 unpopular opinions pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. Number one is, there is not one hip-hop song produced over the last 10 years that deserves to be played on a loop. And uh, Andy checked me. He said, uh, gotta give it to Nip, man. Victory lap, I gotta give it to you. Okay, one. <laughs> Here's number two. Off the Wall is better than Thriller. Yeah, MJ Blasphemy, I know. Michael Jackson's Thriller is the biggest album of all time, but Off the Wall is musically ten times better an album. Bad is better than Thriller, I agree. Quincy Jones' masterful hand is all over both albums, but the writing and instrumentation and implementation of Off the Wall towers over, but pop hits the Thriller. I will take Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Working Day and Night, and Off the Wall over Beat It, Billie Jean, and Thriller every single day of the week and Michael's vocals on rock with you? Oh my God, stop it. And that's the second unpopular opinion pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. Here's number three. Black music award shows are becoming too narrowly focused and it's bothering me. Newsflash, dear BET Awards, Soul Train Awards, and a few others. There are more black musical genres other than hip hop and R&B. I repeat. There are more black musical genres other than hip-hop and R&B. Can we see Cherish sing a little jazz on your broadcast? How about Mickey Guyton sing a little bit country? She's black. How about Angel Blue sing a little opera? Huh? How about that? Especially since she just put the Italian opera on blast for black-face racism. Y'all read about that? Expand your horizons a little bit. Come on. Black people in media power? We're the most musical people in the world. Prove it. Here's number four. (laughs) Andy, you're going to disagree with this one. Nicki Minaj is top five dead or alive. Nicki Minaj is top five dead or alive. Let me make my point. I'll make my point. Y'all hate her. You hate her mannerisms. You hate her attitude. You hate her aggression. You even hate her controversial husband. But check this out. Nicki Minaj is the first female rapper to sell over 5 million copies of each of her albums. She won the award for the Best Female Hip-Hop Artist at the BET Awards for seven consecutive years. She has the most appearances on the Billboard Hot 100 of any female artist in history, regardless of genre, passing Aretha Franklin back in 2017. So y'all can pump that Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion nonsense all y'all want. I might even toss Lil' Kim in there too. But no one can deny Nicki Minaj is the female hip-hop GOAT, top five, dead or alive. I rest my case, your honor. Here's number five. (laughs) Some of the ladies might get mad at me on this one, but I mean it. Toxic R&B is tired. It is. That's what I call it. Uh, Look, I like them too. Summer Walker, Janae Aiko, SZA, Ella May, Ari Lennox, Her, I like her, by the way, like her, and others. They're mad talented, but I'm pretty sick of R&B that has become so dark that you you can't even recognize the passion within it. Breakup songs are normal. Women empowerment songs are too. But when Mary J. Bly sings them, you feel them No. There's an energy that Mary exudes that other female singers can't seem to duplicate. For some reason, today's singers haven't mastered the art of the heart. The music is more toxic than heart tugging. And that's my fifth unpopular opinion pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. Here's number six. No black musical artist under the age of 30 can blow. No black musical artist under the age of 30 can blow. I don't mean just sing. I mean blow. I don't mean just sing. I mean sang. I mean multiple octaves. I mean, bomb runs. I mean, transcendent range. I mean, a voice so identifiable that the minute you hear it, you know who it is. Ooh, need a for sure. Just like in hip-hop with the loss of lyricism, I believe black music has lost the art of the singing voice. Who's the next Whitney? Where is the next Aretha? Will we ever see and or hear another singer, male or female, by the way, that blows us away with their vocal cords ever again? Is it over? And that is my sixth unpopular opinion pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. On the other side, i finish up the seven series. We are Chasing Elder Barge at the top of the hour. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. We'll talk. Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Yeah, man, talking slow jams tonight. And uh, I had Andy, uh, like, on pins and needles with a story I was telling him about an article I read earlier today that basically said, because we're talking about Beyonce's album, I guess, it drops tomorrow. Matter of fact, it drops at midnight tonight. And uh, they're saying that her song, uh, You Won't Break My stuff, You Won't Break My... It's underperforming, right? It's like in the 30s on the Billboard chart right now. And it's underperforming. And they're saying, um... K-Dot's album, Underperformed. They're saying Drake's album, Flopped. They're saying Adele's album, Underperformed. And they were naming all of these artists that have underperformed over the last couple of years. And they said there may be a musical shift happening right now to where Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow and uh, Post Malone, they are replacing the all-timers that we have become accustomed to. And those are going to be taking the place on the Billboard charts over the next 10 years. So we'll see what Beyonce's album does as far as sales and and charts and the whole nine. But if that underperforms, and that's a half country album, we'll see. Here's number seven, by the way. That is my seven most unpopular opinions pertaining to black music that you may or may not agree with. Number seven is music was better with mega superstars. Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey. Even the brilliant El DeBarge, hopefully coming up in a few minutes, has an aura about him that seems to be a gift from God. Just like us seeing Tom Brady dominate the football field and LeBron dominating that basketball court, we love seeing mega musical stars dominate the stage. We can't seem to take our eye off of them. And in my opinion, music was much better when they controlled the radio, the stage, and the Billboard jars. And we know that award shows were definitely better. There is no doubt, we sat on pins and needles with our nose on the TV screen waiting for them to appear. And they seem to never disappoint. Today, not so much. Which is exactly why, check across the board, award shows ratings are in the tank, in the toilet, dead. Why? No stars. I'm just saying. And that is my seventh and final unpopular opinion pertaining to black music that you made. Or may not agree with. That's how we get down. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we are chasing El Bard, trying to put those pieces together. Hopefully we will do that in the next few, but I'm also taking your phone calls in the process. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Abid says I'm exactly right and so on point tonight. Thank you, Abid. I appreciate the the DM just now. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580 right now. News and traffic. Check it.
3: KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. We're
0: checking out the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. Woo! Yeah, man. Hey, by the way, I uh, just came over the wire. I guess there's some nonsense going on right now. It says Jennifer Hudson and Common reportedly seen on a romantic date in Philly. And Tiffany Haddish responds, I guess they were all cuddled up on a date in Philly. And a lot of cuddling and giggling, it says. So Tiffany Haddish gets <laughs> Tiffany Haddish gets on her Instagram and posts a meme that says, Men be like, I'm finally ready to settle down and be in a relationship. That's why I hang out at adult daycares for fun. I know I will find a real one in there. Stop it. Tiffany, let that cat go. Come on. They're chasing a uh, Elder Barge right now. one 800 920 1580 one 800 920 1580 Phone line's been ablaze all night. Let's uh go to a bead on the phone. A bead, you know what we do? Give me your height, your color, and your hood. A bead.
6: Height five ten. Color chocolate. Hood South, South, South Los Angeles.
0: South Los Angeles. Let's check it in. Drop that. Yeah, yeah yeah. By the way, I got those emails from you. That Tulsa nineteen twenty one American tragedy. Yo.
6: Yeah man. Yo. Oh my
0: god. Oh my <laughs> god.
6: People Danny, Danny, I'm a history. I'm a historian and an archivist. I have so much material. Oh, my and, God. And uh, wasn't that something?
0: Let me, what, what, I don't think people. I don't think people understand the gravity of what happened. I don't know if you saw a video that we put on our socials. I think we put it up yesterday. Of Tom Hanks saying he didn't know about Tulsa until two years ago. And then when you see... Yeah, the, I the, saw that. The content that you sent me, I'm like, if people knew what really happened... A- across a multiple mm-hmm. day stretch man i'm telling you how much generational wealth do we lose during that time
6: come on man bruce beach i can go on and on and on and on and on uh the property uh, that was taken from us throughout the year oh. um it's, it's just that's just a little pebble in the sand of the thing so when we talk about reparations there's a lot behind it so i, I just and i always stress to, my, to the youth when you say, "Well, those, those are old folks," when they die off, we just no, no. Listen to us. Listen to uh, we 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 are oral we are oral people, and we pass things down orally because a lot of the history it's in the books now. The records of um, slaves that were taken, so forth. But but when we tell you these stories, hold on to that. So when we pass, at least you'll have an oral understanding of what happened in the history, and that's how it was able to continue. Because if you saw in that that documentary the uh, the children of the elders that had passed and that were in that uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, incident, they passed that on to their children. Yeah. The children didn't say, ah, that's just, oh, I don't want to hear that. I'm into hip hop or whatever. They they listened to that and they were able to continue to, to research and stuff. And so we have to keep that alive. Uh, other cultures do that. There's going to be a Schindler's List probably another, another year or so. They keep these stories alive so that we don't repeat the same thing or don't slip into another situation where it can happen again. You know, so it's in, it's important to listen to to people like myself, elders, or are people that's considered yeah, people that's considered elders. And so I just wanted to send that to you. I wanted to call, but I was at work and I couldn't. So I said, let me let me send you some material so you can see. The first president of, of Mexico uh, Vicente,
0: was a black Yeah, Vicente Guerrero. You yeah, sent Vincent, me that. I saw that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I wanted to call in so bad. I <laughs> you know, <and> so <laughs> Look, I found out a lot on that show. Uh, Fahima sent me some stuff, who's, by the way, on hold right now as well. Uh, you you, you beautiful people <laughs> sent me content that I didn't even know. I've been trying to implore the black and brown communities to come together because we got a battle on our hands over the next 25, 30 years oh. here. And we got oh, so boom, much. Dunk. There's so much bickering and, and fighting in between the black and the brown, even though we stay in the same neighborhoods and we date the same women. everything. But uh, for some reason, <laughs> there's still a rift in between our communities. Why do you think that even exists still?
6: Well, I, I think it's a lot of different reasons. When I grew up, again, old school, 60, I'm 66 years old. When I grew up back in the day when I was a teenager and stuff, we had we had the black and the... the um, the, I'm trying to think of the, they didn't call themselves Latino. They were, uh, but they were the Hispanic brothers and sisters out here. We were together. I mean, we used to be, we did be in parks, and I mean, there was no, there was no air between us. And I think we have a lot of, a lot of our Brown brothers that are coming from like El Salvador different places. where they're coming here and not knowing the history, not knowing the struggles, the common struggles that we had and then also on the census, I'm just giving you some, some of the things. But on the census, they give, uh, our Hispanic brothers the option of saying you white. And, and I've been telling my, my, uh, Hispanic brothers that's there for, for them, for white folks to vote their numbers up for the census. And so, uh, so the money goes to them. I never
0: thought about it. You know, that. that's
6: yeah. just, that's, yeah, yeah. So don't get tricked into that and putting yourself down as white. Go to Beverly Hills and see what happens, see how that works
0: out for you. It's funny, somebody put a a pretty disparaging comment on my Twitter feed uh, during that broadcast, and he called Latinos spicy whites, basically referencing the fact that becoming more conservative and even voting more Republican, and I think 40% of them voted for Trump in this past election. So people are getting upset, but I was like, spicy whites is just a really derogatory term. I don't want to buy into that but it yeah. does. but it does concern yeah. me that they are becoming more conservative
6: a lot of them are just like just like us daniel a lot of us don't know our history we don't know we don't know what happened uh 20 30 40 50 years ago and so we are we're doomed and bound to to repeat it and that's the sad part that's what breaks my heart brother mm-hmm. uh, because we don't know we don't know our history um and our ancestors wrote in the ancient tombs in, in uh, Kemet, which was called, renamed Egypt, uh, people perish for the lack of knowledge. And that's why I'm so trying to send information to you. Uh, I'm an archivist, so I have, I have tons and tons of information. I ran with most of our scholars, uh, past and present today. And I would be in tears listening to the history that is not told in our schools, in our universities, you're not hearing this. And so for Tom Hanks to say something like that, I am not surprised. Our, most of our children don't know. I've, I've heard I heard what somebody asked, "Do you know Malcolm X?" They were saying, "Like yeah, what record did he what, what what record did he make?" You know, they don't even know <laughs> mm. who are who are these 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 people are. But Danny, I, I called in before uh, uh, you know time went out. I called in to speak to um, music because I'm a musician. I'm a producer, musician. My mom and dad are musicians. and whatever. So uh, what I what I see now, that's really, real, I see the void, and you know the void to me is that uh, I was listening to Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye. Mm. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Yeah. Ain't nothing like the real thing. And I said, I said, what's missing in music, period, especially in black music, is is our brothers telling our women how much he loved them, and, and and this this singing this love. It's a huge void there. So. I was just sampling because I'm a producer and I'm thinking of putting, putting this thing together where I can get a, a young brother and a young sister together and do it and produce them. But I was, I was thinking, um, I was, so I was, I was floating this idea with sisters and they were almost in tears going, we are waiting for that. We are waiting to hear you. So all we in is back that up, you know, all that other stuff. You know, it's so toxic. And so she said, I am waiting for. For y'all to say how much you care about it, how much you love us, how much, how good we smell, how this ain't nothing like the real thing. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm, we waiting to hear those soft words. We're waiting to hear how you feel about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a huge void there. It's a huge void there. Everybody's talking about their chains and, and shoes and, and coats and purses and hats and everybody's talking about stuff that really don't matter. And, and so we're losing in touch with this is our relationship with our sister. The most valuable thing we have. Very well said. Wonderful asset that we have. Yeah. So, so that's uh that's what I think is missing in today's music. Is, right. is that, yeah, that I love you.
0: Stuff. All right. I gotta go. Awesome. I gotta go. I totally. Okay, I gotta totally agree with you. I know some people will push back and say, "Look, there's a lot of cats out there singing that music, but the music industry refuses to put those people on the radio. So we just yeah. gotta find them." I said, that's the problem. If I got to go find it, we need to flood the market with more positive music and not even make the negative music. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's a whole different conversation. Abid, I appreciate you. By the way, that's call of the night so far. Drop that for my man Abid. appreciate you. I'll be in contact. Let's get some uh, some lunch again soon, okay? Okay, yes. All right. God bless, friend. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Fahima, we see you on the other side. Jerry, we see you too. Stay there. Danny Mo, Show, you heard?
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Midday to nighttime, nighttime. By George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Yeah, man. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580, talking slow jams. By the way, a uh, quick note here. Uh, we're still trying to put the pieces together to get Elder Barge in here. But if it doesn't happen tonight, we will postpone it, try to put it together next week. A few of the fan sites have been following me on Twitter and also on Instagram. I see y'all. You're probably waiting for them to come. We're trying to get it together. But if it doesn't happen tonight, I'll keep you posted on my socials. We'll do it sometime next week. Fingers crossed, okay? But we're still chasing as we speak. But we got phone calls coming in, talking slow jams tonight. Let's go to Fahima. Who's on the phone? Fahima, give me your height, your color, and your hood, huh?
2: Again, I'm 5'6", Carmel Brown. I hail from the village of Harlem, but right now I'm in D.C. I'm going to New York tomorrow. Washington,
0: D.C., check it in! Come on, out! What are you going to New York tomorrow for? What you doing?
2: Well, actually, I have um, some... I'm going to see a man about a dog. How's that? You're going got all the way to New York to for
0: a dog? I mean, no, I, I don't want to sound I, like that. No, a I got, I
2: got, That's a term. That's a term. <laughs> I got some business to take care of in New York. Actually, I have a, I have a co op there, and I have to check on it.
0: Okay. The the term all that right, I always anyway. know. Have you ever seen um, Goodwill Hunting when he when uh, he says, "I got to go see about a girl." That's what he says in Goodwill. No,
2: I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to go see about a girl. I may check on a man or two while I'm up here. But anyway. <laughs> um, well, give us a but, little
1: wow.
0: We got to give it a little bit. I mean, Why? Go ahead, Fahima. Why? Fahima is not a dreamer, is all I'm saying. She ought to take care okay,
2: of it. Okay, well, well I, I called to talk <laughs> about the music piece, but I just wanted to make a couple of other comments. I think the term that Habib is thinking of, he's speaking of, and I'm thinking he was reaching for Chicanos. I think that may be the term he was reaching for. When he had mentioned there was a, a Latinx community that. Oh, uh, El Salvadorian, time,
0: and yeah, yeah. No,
2: no, 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 no. El Salvadorians are from El Salvador. Picanos are indigenous people from Mexico who are living in the United States. But it briefly to my other point. By the way, I really appreciated the conversation you had with the elder last night. Um, I, I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, it was uh, one of my favorites for sure. It was a great broadcast. Thank you so much for that. Yeah.
2: Now, um, first off, before I get to the reason why I called, you have to remember, just like, and I tell my students, the Black, there is no one unique Black experience. We are as diverse as our youth. And the same thing goes for the Latino community. Um, There are many who are from Panama. Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, and Cuba. And speaking of Cuba, okay, the Cubans in Florida tend to be right-wing, right? Because a lot of those people were expats during the Cuban Revolution. Um, they hate Fidel Castro, even though he's no longer with us. Um, but their children are taking a different perspective. And so you ca- the politics of the person is characterized by where they come from. Just like um, my experience with the Latino community is completely different. It wasn't until I came to D.C. and and learned that people, black people had issues with Latinos. Because I'm from New York City, where we have Puerto Ricanos, Dominicanos, uh, Panamanians, Puerto Ricans. And, uh, you know, I didn't know until I became, came here to D.C. that people in California, Florida, um, have issues with Latinos. Um, so the thing is, it depends on where you are, is going to determine your experience. Does it right? does.
0: It seems like I would think California is the most liberal state in the union. I would think that we would get along more here than anywhere else. And I'm reading, uh uh, Southern California got some problems between the black and brown. Well,
2: well yeah, but I'm going to tell you something. There are a lot of people who are Latino that you may not know the Latinos, and people are uh, calling them, uh, saying, oh, well, they're African Americans. I sent you that link the other night. About a bunch of people in Hollywood who are tired of explaining that they're also black and Latino. Do you remember seeing that link?
0: I seen it. I, I haven't read it yet, though. So. I think Tessa okay. Thompson is one of those people too, right?
2: No, Tessa Thompson is biracial. She's not Latino. But anyway, take take a look at it. I will. Um, Yaya, Yaya De is one. But listen, listen. Um, and and then uh, before I get to the music piece, you know, you had made mention of you know the people don't like it when you try to speak their language actually people appreciate if you try to understand you think so? their
0: language. i try not oh, to because yeah. it is so just contrived and and tacky well, it seems like when that, you do that, it that,
2: well 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 i'm not going to share too much about me and my background but trust me if you try like I, when i went to korea i was in a um uh u.s congress korean assembly uh, exchange program. I worked for uh, Congressman Charles Rangel, and I came back and I learned a little conversational Korean, and I used it when I would go to the stores. I would, you know, say come um come which meant thank you. I would say mujuceo, I'm buying water or whatever. Uh, um, um, come, you know, and I would just basically and people feel if you've taken the time to learn their language, you're not mocking them. You take the time to learn their language. You know, they do tend to feel that, you know, okay, this is a person who's taking time to learn the language. I have a part of my family, without going into details, who speak, well, hell, my father is from Senegal, West Africa,
1: right? Mm-hmm. My
2: mother's an African American, mm-hmm. okay? And I also grew up in a household where my father was Muslim and my mother was Christian. And that that's another story. I grew up very tolerant. I didn't realize that People had issues with other people's religious and spiritual belief problems until I got older. Because as I said, I l- grew up in a household where my father was Muslim, my mother was Christian, and my grandmother was a was an AME minister, and she didn't have a problem with my mother marrying a, a, a wow, Muslim.
0: But a Muslim anyway, and a Christian married. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Muslims are allowed to marry Christians. It's just some of the Christians who have problems about marrying outside of their faith. But I don't want. I didn't want to get into that. And the last thing I want to say in terms of that, uh, as far as myself, comprendo español, mucho hablo Meaning, I understand a little bit of Spanish, but I speak a whole lot of Spanglish. Because coming from New York, we have you know people from Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and they're they speak in different dialects yeah. of Spanish. And again, the Latino community is not monolithic. They are just, uh, just like our community is diverse. Last, now, last, last thing, I was, thing I want to hear in your ahead. music
0: piece, but real quick, Abid just texted me and said, that's the word I was looking for, Danny, Chicano. So you were right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in terms of the music, um, Andrea Day can blow. Yeah. Right? And she under yeah. 40. She under 40. I said she under 30, under by 40. the way,
0: but Andrea Day, yeah. no, she, no, no
2: she's 37. She's under forty. I said under Andrew thirty, Day. but
0: I will give you Andrew Day. She's amazing. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. You said under thirty. Okay. Well, I was gonna put in um, her, but her. You know, she's instrumentalist. She's a gifted musician. She. You know, you may not. You you may not particularly. Uh, I don't know how you feel about her uh, type genre of music, but she's a very multi talented young person who's only twenty five. And the last thing, just on on a party note. You were talking about Tiffany Haddish, and you know we all. I, 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 just, I just wanted to say this: common is what is known as a serial monogamy.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, you know,
2: and that's all I'll say on that.
0: Wait, wait, wait! You can't just walk out of here with that. Hold on, now. What's wrong with that?
2: No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not passing judgment. But What's you know, wrong with that? he's been. I'm not passing judgment. I said he's a serial monogamist. He's been through Erica Badu and uh, the S- Serena Williams. and
0: What's wrong and with that?
2: You're, I'm not passing a judgment. I'm just saying dudes are serial monogamous. That's it. <sighs> man, oh, man. I'm not passing judgment. It
0: sounds like you're being very condescending is what you're doing. <laughs>
2: no, I'm simply describing it. I'm
0: simply saying dudes this are is serial what monogamous. You're going to burn me up right now because here's what ticks me off. If, if Common was messing with all them women, right? But he was telling them that you were the only one for me. But messing with all of them at the at the same time, y'all would say he's a playboy, he's a dog, et cetera, et cetera. No. He gets with each I of them said... individually, re- enters into a monogamous relationship with each one. It doesn't work out. He goes to the next one. What is wrong yes. with that? I, I didn't say
2: anything. I simply said that he does it in series. Oh my he's, God. A, he's a serial
0: monogamous. Is Tiffany he's Haddish monogamous. a serial
2: monogamous? Well, I don't know about the last eight people she's been in a relationship with, but everybody knows about the publicly of all the the high-powered women. He, I didn't say anything. You're right. I simply, I simply described it. I said he's a serial monogamist.
0: <laughs> you are so <laughs> passive-aggressive right now. You said it with a negative tone. Thank you, Andy. That's exactly. Right. You did. That's not fair. That's not fair. Did- <laughs> well, he
2: is monogamous. In series, <laughs> he's had a series, a monogamous, monogamous relationship. You know, kind of like like the baseball games. They come in series.
0: I think, I think she is upset with the fact. Talking about Fahima, <laughs> you're upset with the fact that they are high profile women. Because oh no no no
2: no, I'm not upset. I mean, hey he he could do him and whoever else he wants to do. That's exactly I'm what he's doing. Making, I'm, I'm only making an observation. I said he's a serial monogamous. I didn't say anything other than that. I but, simply
0: but characterized. There been, but there hasn't been one shred of evidence at that, that, I, that I know of that he was cheating on either one of them. So if you're I telling me he's a uh, monogamous, isn't that a good thing?
2: Danny, all I said was the brother is a serial monogamous. Oh, He's man. had a series wow. of monogamous relationships. That's, that's it. I didn't put a value judgment on it.
0: That's crazy, man. All right, Fahima. Thank you so much. I was going to give her a call of the night, but I don't know if she deserves one after that final take. Let's give it to her anyway because it's Fahima. Come on. Let <sighs> thank you so much. What are you porn What you her? You porn d- Adios. Señor Morrison, hello, gracias. Oh my God! Can you believe that? I need two drinks and I don't even drink. L- listen. Okay, what do, what, do, what am I having? I wonder what my first drink would be. Like I've never had a drink ever in my life, and and I'd I make sure number one that people watch me. And I ain't going to be driving, so I need a DD for that night. And we would go to a bar. And I would say, what is the first drink I should have? Okay, let's say I'm getting married. A glass of wine? White wine or red wine? Red, red wine. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the phones real quick. Jerry's on the phone. Jerry, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Jerry.
5: I'm uh, 6'3". I'm Caucasian and
6: I'm from Beverly Hills. Beverly
5: Hills, check and it in. Drop
0: that. Come on, let's go. Yay, yay. What's on your mind, huh?
6: And and I'm a serial celibate.
0: <laughs> that is so, Jerry. That is the funniest line. You, <laughs> that is the funniest line you've ever delivered on this show. I gotta give it to you. That is hilarious.
5: <laughs> Thank you. I don't like it, but (laughs) that's the way it goes.
0: It's involuntary, but you're still a serial celibate. I love
5: it. Thank you. That's the
0: name of your next song right there, your next book, your next... You should do that.
5: Oh, I do a little rap. Oh, man. Why don't women lower their standards and go out with me? I'm tall, dark, and celibate. What more do they want? What more do what they more want,
0: do from you me? want from me? Oh, we got it. We a duet now. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> a serial celibate. I love it. Jerry, I gotta bounce them up against it. Thank you for holding. Okay.
6: Well, I was gonna tell you my favorite. One of my favorite back groups should it be another time?
0: Well, um, yeah. Tell me another time, okay? Cause I'm up okay, against. Okay. All right. All uh, right. Thanks, Fred. Thank you. A serial celibate. That is the phrase of the night right there. <laughs> That's a show, a serial celibate versus a serial monogamist. By the way, I got a little more to say about that. On the other side, I got a little something to say about that. It kind of ties into the content we got coming in the third hour. Because, ladies, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to bridge the gap between the men and the women. Especially the black men and the black women. But when y'all gonna tell a man like Common, who, by the way... Is a multimillionaire, very good-looking cat, right? He's got everything going for him. Gets with, yes, very high-profile black women. Yes, he does. But when he is with them, he is monogamous. They are the only woman in his life, treats them with respect and love and all that. But because it doesn't work out and he moves on to the next one, he is all of a sudden branded as a serial monogamous. That's crazy. More on that on the other side. 1 800 right now. News and traffic. Danny Mo Show Thursday night. Stay there.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580.
0: You are checking out the fully sober Danny Morrison. Danny Morrison Show KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> you know my part is on its own. Red, red, Ron, you make me feel so fine. You keep me rocking all of the time. I love that part of that song. (laughs) By the way, Alicia is in my DM. She said, I agree with you about Common. You have to date until you find the right one. Okay, now, Fahima, a few minutes ago, for those who missed it, back at the Hall of Justice, uh, the the beautiful and talented Fahima, who is uh, the oracle of this show, I like to call her, uh, called Common, rapper slash actor slash producer, talented cat Common, a serial monogamist, and I took offense to it. And here's why: I believe that guy has been loyal to all of these women. I just looked up his dating history. Check it out. <laughs> this is so tacky, but for the sake of discussion, it's relevant. Erica Badu. Okay. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so we gonna keep going? Taraji P. Henson. Wow, wow. Serena Williams? <laughs> Angela Rye. Come on, go go We might as well just take it all the way home. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Come on, let's go. And now Jennifer Hudson. Let's go. Come on. And well, that's <laughs> look, that's. What more do you want from me? <laughs> as the as <a> Yankees, right? I'm <laughs> just. but here's the thing. Let's say he's honest with every single one of those women from jump. I'm making an assumption. I don't know. Let's say the L word never makes an appearance in any of those relationships that I just named. Let's say in the beginning stages, the initial stages of getting to know one another. He's like, look, I ain't looking for no marriage. I ain't having no more kids. I want to stay single. I want to get to know you. It's going to be me and you. I want to be monogamous. Monogamous. With you. I don't want to be a serial monogamist. But I want to be monogamous with you. It's me and you. But we ain't getting married. I ain't trying to fall in love. I don't want no kids. What's the problem? Now I'm making assumptions that that's what's happening. Because I guarantee you. The L word has been tossed around probably a number of times. Looking at the way Tiffany Haddish has been acting with this whole thing. I am quite sure. There was some love exchanges. In that relationship. That being said. You've never heard a negative word about him, though. Have you noticed that? If you look in the media, you've never heard a negative word about him. Even when he and Haddish broke up, she went on that one interview and she was just saying that she felt that she was misled or something, which probably lends credence to what I was just saying about the L word. That she was just saying that, you know, there was a misunderstanding about where they were headed, et cetera, et cetera. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but Kama hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't. Now, if he's told these women I love you, it's very possible that at the time, he probably did. What's wrong with that? And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But here's the other side. I try to play contrarian on the show. You know I always try to do it. There's some cats out there that will say anything to sleep with you, anything. I love you, you are the love of my life. It's gonna be me and you forever. I want some babies. Let's move in together in a year. Put me on your bank account. I'm going to put you on mine. I'm telling you, I know some cats that will will give you a kidney to sleep with you. You think I'm playing. So, is Common that type of cat? That he knows he's in front of Angela Rye? Who, by the way, to me, Angela Rye is amazing to me. Beautiful. Intelligent. Studious. uh, Political. Driven. Just... Angela Rye is fire. And I'm quite sure they got together and he was saying everything he needed to say because he was like, man, Angela Rye is fire. But some cats will say whatever they need to say to get with you. And I just think women, and it looks like regardless of status of woman, y'all just got to be better at trying to determine whether or not a cat is the real deal. Because there's some wolves in sheep's clothing out there. There's a lot of them. Matter of fact, some would say, more often than not, you're going to run across a cat like that. But if a man is telling you that he loves you early in the relationship, red flag, he don't love you yet. It takes time for that to build up. How long? I don't know how long, you know? Hopeless. I'm I'm a hopeless romantic, man. Look, I know people that got married after a month, dude. Like, for real. And still together, years later. It happens. I know people that are together 10 years, ain't touched the altar. It depends, you know? Now, you may wait too long and be wearing depends by the time you get married. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just I'm, I'm trying to defend Comet is all I'm trying to do. You know, calling him a serial monogamous is just a little unfair. Now, if you told me that there was a rumor that he was talking to Angela Rye and Haddish at the same time, I'd say, okay, that's a punk move right there. None of that's come out. None of that. And to be honest... Somebody as high profile as Common couldn't do no dirt. Where? Where you going? Were you meeting one of them at a hotel or something? Where you going? When you become that big a celebrity, you can't be just, you know, meeting somebody at the park and making out in the bushes. That's not the way it works. So, I think the cat's on the up and up. And if he's telling these beautiful women that he loves them and they're, I hate the term, but... Falling for it? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. I would be shocked if somebody as amazing as all of these women are falling for something. I just told you how intelligent Angela Rye is. She ain't falling for nothing. It just didn't work out. That's what I'm saying. 1-800-920-1580. one 920 1580 By the way. Um, <laughs> we're talking slow jams tonight, and at the top of the hour, I've got your content that you folks have been sending me all week long. By the way, keep them coming. Flood my inbox, and I will continue to, to bring them to the broadcast. Uh, I call them Upon Further Review Clips, <laughs> because when we have a conversation, I got a, a sneaky suspicion in my belly right now that this whole common conversation that we're having right now, somebody's going to send me a clip by the end of the show or definitely by morning that is related to exactly what we're talking about. I might even make it a show next week. Cause even though Zoe on voice of reason breaks all that down perfectly, you probably don't need to hear from me. Cause trust me, Zoe got it covered, but it just trips me out that it seems like we come up with new definitions for people that are, not bad people in the dating scene man they're just trying to figure things out just like everybody we all all of us that are like single we're we're all just trying to figure it out and it seems like everybody that i know married or in long-term relationships having problems these days i don't know if it's the pandemic i don't know if it's the economy which literally today we entered into the recession officially I don't know what it is, but it seems like everybody that I know seems like they're on the fringe of breaking up or they're having problems or somebody moving out or somebody cheated on somebody or they're having financial problems and they're not having sex. I'm hearing all kinds of stuff. And all I say to all that is, I'm glad I'm single, man. <laughs> I ain't dealing with none of that nonsense. And if that's what I got to deal with when I get into a relationship, I don't want to be in a relationship. But for those people that are single, that are out there, you're not a sing you're not a serial monogamist if you're out just getting to know people if you're getting on these dating sites christiansingles.net whatever the heck of that website is plentyoffish.com or even Facebook has got some twisted <laughs> dating app inside that thing now I don't know but if you're just out there dating getting to know people going to get coffee seeing a movie always make sure you go to a public place by the way and never bring a cat back to your house either by the way and also make sure you facetime that cat before you meet him in person i mean there's a lot of things that you need to do maybe we'll talk about that next week as well but uh, there's nothing wrong with you dating okay you want to sleep with them too you grown be careful but just because you sleep with one or two people or whatever you're not a serial monogamous for doing so you're not We were talking the other day, me and a family member of mine. I think I've made the analogy on the show before. Like the average age where you lose your virginity in this country is 15 and a half. Let's just say it's 16. We'll round up, right? And let's say that you, from 16 to 30, right? You have sex with two people every year. You never get married. You never enter a long-term relationship. Two people, 12 months in a year. Two people per year. So what is that, 14 years? That's 28 people. (laughs) That's 28 people that you've had sex with. Now, some will say, God dang, that's a lot of people, man. What's up? But then I go, it's two people a year, though. It's all about uh, how you look at things. Everything is subjective. It depends on your standpoint. Depends on where you come from, depends on how you were raised, so on and so forth, so forth. But all I ask is that you never let other people pigeonhole you into being what they think that you are. Don't do that. Set your own standards, set your own rules, all right? All I ask is don't compromise your beliefs and who you are. You know, don't sell out for somebody just because somebody's hot. Don't sell out for nobody. Keep your 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 discretion, and watch out for yourself, cause there's some bad people out there. Okay. 1-800-920-1580. Danny Moe Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From midday to nighttime. Like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Yeah, we're uh, having a conversation now about Common. It's gone all into Common now. I got uh, DMs coming in. Zell said, let me see. Maybe uh, because Common is monogamous throughout the entertainment industry. Is that why he's always getting the side eye? Um, I don't think that's fair if that's the case, but maybe. I think that's kind of the problem, which, by the way, is another reason why I think people are. Uh, staying so low with their relationships these days, I guarantee you, Michael B. Jordan, whoever he dates next, y'all ain't gonna know about it. Y'all ain't gonna—he's probably dating somebody right now. Y'all ain't gonna know about it, and no, he's not in Black Panther 2. Sorry, <laughs> all these theories on social media—nah, it ain't him. It's Letitia Wright. Watch—it's in the comics. She's taking over. Get ready. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan and Janet Jackson. (laughs) Hey, here lies Michael B. Jordan, is all I'm saying. (laughs) I put hands on Michael B. Jordan, is all I'm saying. And, um, let me read another one here. Uh, Alicia, uh, she said, we single people are doing interviews these days. And I go, what do you mean? She said, interviews and dates to see if you can make it to the second or third interview or get denied. They all can't make the cut. Um... Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with her. I think I'm speaking of if I was a woman, right? The the dating scene is different these days. And I've mentioned before on the broadcast, social media has changed the game. Uh when I was a kid, it was all about, you know, do do you like do, do you like me? Check yes or check no, remember, in elementary school and you pass it check yes or check in crayon, check yes Becky. Yeah, it was Becky back then, trust me. And I check yes or check no. And then, you know, we used to have high school dances and all that. And you used to have to ask a girl to go down on the dance floor. And you'd be out there with your kid and play haircut. Doing a running man with a girl in the middle of the dance floor. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. Yes, I was back then. You wanted a girl's phone number. In high school, you go up to her. Can I, you know what I'm saying? Can I get your number? Well, no cell phones nothing back then. i I get your number? She used to write it in the palm of your hand. And you used to go and show your boys. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Who the man? Who the man Who is it? Say it. Say my name. Say my name. That's how it was back then. Social media done changed everything. Because now, these cats ain't got to try. They ain't got to come up to you and ask you for your phone number. doesn't matter. Why? There's 20 women in his DMs right now want him. They want him. If he's good looking, they want him. If he's good looking and popular, they really want him. If he's good looking, popular, and look like he got a little cash in his pocket, they really, really want him. So if you're a woman and you wanna to get to know a man and he seems like he's showing a little, you know, giving you a little rhythm, looks like he wants to get to know you. I ask that you FaceTime that cat first. FaceTime him first. Cause these cats be lying. They be having pictures 15 years old on their on their profile. FaceTime that cat. And tell him to take you around his house while y'all FaceTime. You wanna see if he got a wife picture on the wall or something. Or you wanna see a roach on the wall or something. You want I mean you you, you need to see? You know? You need to even see if he has a house. (laughs) You know, he might be living in his car or something. You don't know? FaceTime that cat. And get to know him before you actually meet him somewhere. Because there's literally a a clip circulating over social media right now of a young woman that did not do her due diligence and find out about a cat. Have you seen that clip, by the way? And her friend is being interviewed by the news, and she said, I don't even know if I want to go looking for her because she's missing now, apparently. She says, I don't even know if I want to go looking for her because I told her, don't go meet that guy until you find out if he's a legit dude. And she didn't. So now I'm out here looking for her when she didn't listen to me. And I go, yeah, there's some bad cats out here. So ladies, these cats ain't trying no more. But if you see a guy that is really starting to give you rhythm, he's really showing that he's into you. I'm telling you, you better take out every precaution to take care of you because these cats are dangerous out here. That's me being real. No disrespect to the fellas that are listening. Just be careful out here because it is a different game in 2022. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: 1580. And Fahima, I love you so much, but in one night you've called Common a serial monogamist, and now you're telling me that Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o are together, which, by the way, is not true. We just did research on it. They're not dating, although that would be a fantastic couple. They're not dating. So, I don't know. Leave Michael B. Jordan alone, okay? He was crying at the basketball game, we already know. You know, you know, not being able to hang out with Lori anymore. You know, they've been deleting each other off of each other's socials and everything. And, and when the family started talking, I go, wow, did Michael B. Jordan do something? Did he do something foul? I don't think so. He ain't that type of cat. But now, you know, the, the, the sisters out here all over Michael B. Jordan once again. They were killing him a year or two years ago. Because uh, Michael B. Jordan used to be on yachts with all white women. Look it up. Remember? All white women. Not one black woman on the yacht. And he said, he just don't rock with us. And he don't care about us. He don't rock with black women. Speaking of rock and black women. Y'all see Chris Rock's new girlfriend? We ain't gonna get into that. But uh <laughs> now black women are back on his bumper. And Michael V is out there just like dropping tears at a basketball game. And y'all want him. He is the sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine a couple years ago, right? I don't know. We shall see. When we come forward after the top of the hour here, it's time to bring in your clips. You sent them to me, and uh, I will give you dialogue on each. We got like five, was it, five or six of them that you sent me, and I've already got one coming in tonight. We'll we'll save that until next week. But uh, upon further review, I got some clips coming in that you've sent me, and there's a couple of them you will not believe. But I want you to give me your dialogue as well in the DMs or on the phone lines. Danny Morse's show, KBLA Talk 1580. Right now, news and traffic. Stay there.
3: KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. It's
0: all about you. It's all about you. you are I checking out the Danny Morse's show, KBLA Talk 1580. That is nothing in this world. Avant. Oh, don't tell me. Kiki? Kiki. Man, that was quite the duo right there, man. Kiki is... Man, Kiki is amazing. She got about 1,500 kids. But she is amazing, though, man. Like, real talk, for sure. I love her. And Yvonne, still doing it out here. Yvonne is still touring doing his thing. What am I... <laughs> I ain't gonna say that on the mic, but I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it is time for our... Um, ...upon further review clips, and I got to tell you, you guys sent me some content this time that made a brother blush. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, but you know what? Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Check it out. Um, When we have uh, topics of conversation on this show, uh, a number of you look on social media, and it reminds you of something we talked about. So you get into my DMs, which, by the way, at Danny Moe's show, anywhere on social media... And uh, send it to me. And if it's something that we feel might add to the program, we'll play it. And we'll exchange dialogue on it. If you want to do that, after you hear these clips, feel free to give me a call. Uh, We're here for another hour. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Upon further review topics. And here's the first vid uh, that I was sent. Uh, It's a woman that says she would have an open marriage, right? Because she can't sleep with one man for the rest of her life now mind you it's a little rough it's been edited she's semi-vulgar but a listener sent it to me and it's a follow-up to the neo clip with him saying he doesn't want to know if his wife is cheating on him ever so this is what this young lady was saying regarding the topic check it
7: i would love to be married that's that's fun but i would definitely be like it would be definitely an open marriage. Okay. Because I can't... Like, nothing wrong with being... The people being with someone forever. But I'm not going to stay here and really, like, tell myself... Okay, so I'm only going to f*** this one d- for the rest of my life. That's f***ed <laughs> up. It's not... Like, we were... We have body parts <laughs> for a reason. Let's explore them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, different body parts. Yeah. Different people.
7: Yeah. Explore them. Like, we're so many people in this world... Do we really want to fuck one person forever?
1: Seven billion people.
7: That's what I'm saying. A lot of people. Yeah. A
1: lot for you know. It's crazy because so like and pussy, like and what? Pussy.
7: It's, it's, it's like win win. I would love to be married.
0: <sighs> okay, listen. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> Stacy M just DM'd me. She said, "You said 1,500 kids. I'm at work, and I hollered." i'm here to make you smile um and alicia just said i say that you're a sexy man alive i would too no i'm playing um a lot of people got a problem with marriage a lot of men let me speak for men can't speak for women because they don't see having sex with one person for the rest of their entire life some people just can't put wrap their mind around that There are people out there that biologically believe that the body is not meant to have sex with one person forever. And they feel that the entire institution of marriage is some Neanderthal concept that we need to get away from. That's why men cheat all the time. Because a man is not born to have sex with one woman for the rest of his life. I'm speaking for men. Can't speak for women. So what she's saying is what a lot of men fear because here is an assumption that a lot of men have as well. They feel that a woman cheats, she's not going to cheat just for for the, the the sexuality of it, for the primal sexuality of it. Women usually have to have an emotional attachment to cheat. This is what men believe. I know some women just to be out there, you know, getting this. I'm just I know a bunch of women like that. The assumption by a bunch of men Men feel that a woman has to be emotionally attached to another man in order to cheat on that man. So when men hear women like that saying, I'm going to stay with one man. That's too many people on earth. That's 7 billion people on earth. That scares men. Because they want to feel, if they treat their woman right, and they're doing everything as far as paying the bills, taking care of the kids, you know, putting a roof over her head, making sure everything is cool on his end, she ain't never going to cheat on him telling you, there's women out there that just, they're going to do what they're going to do. That being said, I'm telling you, there's a lot of dudes out there, though. Just don't buy into monogamy. They don't. And a lot of them settle down because, number one, they're tired. They're sick of bouncing around from bed to bed. And they want to settle down with a good woman. They want to. But usually... that primal instinct takes over at some point and they don't want to be with one woman anymore it happens all the time all the time and i feel sorry for women like that as a matter of fact i'm gonna keep it real with y'all i'll pull back the curtain uh my mother dealt with that with my father big time my mother gave up her entire life for that kid made sure that she was like i'm gonna be a housewife my father was a military man. So my mother was a housewife. She didn't work. You know, she was just having his babies, you know, and my father was out there doing some dirt. man. Like my father, Papa was a rolling stone. No, man. My, my pops was the rock of Gibraltar, man. He wasn't no rolling stone. My father. And she was left holding the bag. And my father left my mom and married his best friend's wife. True story. And my mother became a single mother after devoting her entire life to this man. Why? Because my father just don't believe in monogamy. He doesn't. And I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I'm the same way. But the reason that I don't buy into it and act that way myself is because I got God in my life. But I'm telling you, physiologically, I get it. (laughs) I get it. I can see how a man could be out here just whipping it around all over the place. Because it's easy. It is. I just can't. I'm just not wrapped that way. But there's a a lot of men. And I think increasingly more. There's a lot of women. Just like the young lady that was in that clip we just played. That are like, you know what? I don't want to settle down either. I want to be out here. I want to be in an open marriage. And you and I, we could buy a home together we can even have kids together we can share assets together etc etc but guess what sexually speaking uh-uh. i can't because at some point it's gonna get tired at some point it's just gonna get stale and people go well you got to get counseling uh, okay how long is that gonna last okay well then you got to mix it up Well, i'm the sheep and you the shepherd what are we gonna do in the bedroom what are we go gonna- you can bring in a trapeze is that a sheep what are you doing Well, we got to bring a third person and then things just get crazy. I've seen that happen too, by the way. Let's bring a third person into the bedroom and that thing goes awry pretty quickly. Why? Because old boy is calling her behind his wife's back and things get crazy. So I'm here to tell you, there's just a lot of cats that don't want to do it. And you got to make sure that he is at a stage in his life to where he's done with them games. And God bless, God bless a 25-year-old woman that wants to marry a 25-year-old man in, in 2022 with as many outside forces out here to keep y'all apart and tinker with your relationship and or your marriage. God bless you. Because I'm telling you, it, it's tough right now. It is. The only way it works is not being on social media. If you do that, you got a chance. And the other alternative is young women are dating much older men because those men have got all that nonsense out their system. You want to do that? Fine. But 25 and 25, getting married? I see like 18 and 18 talking about marriage. Like, good look. <laughs> those, you seen those statistics, huh? Ain't good. Ain't good. So the moral to the story for this video, this first one, is... Uh, that honesty that she's saying, she's saying, look, I want to be married, but I want to be in an open marriage. I would applaud if a woman told me that I'd be like, you know what? We ain't getting married, but I respect the fact that you actually are telling me out the gate that that's what you want. I think that we're all up front and honest with everybody out the gate. I think we'd be in much better shape as far as relationships in this country, but everybody like plays the fool early on. I'm gonna love you. It's gonna be me and you forever. I don't want nobody else. Here's the ring. It's gonna be, we're gonna die together. Our grave site's gonna be next to one another. Boom, 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 boom. Lies, all of that, man. It's just not gonna happen. Likely to not happen, I should say. But I'll leave you with this because we're up against it here. I want you to name me anybody 30 and under that has been together seven plus years in a healthy relationship seven plus years, 30 and under bet you can't take your time. Bet you can't because this world is not wrapped in a way that's going to be conducive to having a strong relationship while you're very young. And not only are you out here trying to figure yourself out and party and do the whole nine, but now you have many different avenues that will accentuate that entire lifestyle. So, Good luck. That's all I'm saying. If you're young, if you're a millennial right now, if you Gen Z, good luck. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Uh, our next vid, our next upon further review topic vid is about a soundbite from Ray Charles talking about Elvis Presley. And really going against what my opinion was on Elvis Presley a couple weeks ago. I'll play that on the other side. This is the Danny Morrison Show, Thursday night edition, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay tuned.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1880. Saturday, August 27th, KBLA Talk 1580 welcomes the Leimert Park Jazz Festival at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall with co-headliners, the Jazz. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: We are black in a spot. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580, bringing you more upon further review topics and videos that you have sent me over the last, uh, I'd say, 48 hours or so. Uh, one of these is from about a week ago, but I've been digging into the vault, all the vids that you've been sending me, and uh, we're going to bring it to the broadcast in the third hour every night here. And uh, we already played you one of the young lady that wants to be in an open marriage, which uh, fellas don't want to hear, but it's happening, fellas. Things are evolving. Some say devolving. Depends on where you stand on it. Here's the second one. Uh, I went and saw the movie Elvis. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's kind of a, it's a biopic, but it's shot MTV style. It's a really strange movie, but I did enjoy it. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at like a 70. So it's not a fantastic Oscar worthy flick by any stretch of the imagination. But I just, I just love musical history. I really do. Even with cats that I don't rock with. And I've been an Elvis hater my entire life i am just saying he's the poster child for uh, just stealing our culture, for cultural appropriation. He's just been that cat. So someone told me to go see it, and I may change my thoughts on Elvis, and I can't deny it did. And I think the Elvis estate was involved with the creation of the film, if that is true. And I don't know if is, – is Priscilla Presley still among the living? I don't even know. we got to look that up. But if she is, and she was involved with the creation of the flick – and, the, and Graceland, the estate, was involved with the creation, and all the players involved in the film were, and it is true. What they? Go ahead. 77. So I'm hoping Priscilla Presley uh, was involved with the creation of the flick. And I hope what I saw in the movie, which is, Elvis gives all credit to us, man. Elvis gives 100% of his ascension during the when he was at the peak of his powers to the black community gives it to bb king gives it to ray charles you know just basically saying yeah i i took their style but he doesn't see it as a stealing he was like mimicking and borrowing and because he's white of course you know they say that uh we all owe it was who said i don't know if it was bb king or some Some prominent African-American artist said that we owe Elvis because he brought soul music to the white people. And be that as it may, I mean, even if you think that's true or not, you got to say he did bring a certain sound to them that I think was wrapped in our blackness. There's no doubt. So uh, somebody sent me this clip. Ray Charles, who was credited as being somebody that said that Elvis is the real deal. Ah, uh, this is Ray Charles himself speaking on calling Elvis Presley the king. Listen, I think Elvis
6: was person came along at the right time. for here was a white kid that could do rock and roll or rhythm and blues or whatever name you want to call it, and the girls could swoon over him. Nat Cole got in trouble in Alabama when the women swooned over him, got put out of town. And black people been going out shaking their behind for for, for centuries. What the hell's unusual about that shaking the hips and stuff? And that's all Elvis was doing was copying that. And he was doing our kind of music. He was doing the Willie May Thorne jailhouse rock. That's black music. So what the hell am I supposed to get so excited about, man? But I think all this stuff about saying he's the king and he's the I I it's a piece of bunk. Sorry. Next quote. don't ask me no more about Elvis because I, I got in enough trouble to the I I think he covered
0: it. <laughs> there it is, Ray Charles thinks it's bunk, okay, and he's right. uh, when we was shaking our behind on t v or on stage somewhere, hey, they threw the book at us. We couldn't do it, but Elvis himself gets out there, does our music, and they embrace him. They love him. You should have seen in the movie, I don't know how. Uh, accurate a, a depiction it is, a reenactment or whatever, but I got to tell you, man, if it's if it's accurate at all, Elvis was treated like, Jesus, I'm telling you, it was like, wow, it's crazy. Like, I remember Michael Jackson was on that level, how people were just going crazy for Michael. That's probably the, the strongest fanfare, fanaticism, I don't know what the right word is, that I've ever seen in my lifetime, was Michael Jackson. And it was getting scary. Matter of fact, in a documentary, I heard Quincy Jones say, he said, uh, Thriller started selling a million copies a week. And he said he started getting scared. And I go, why? He was like, a million copies a week. You start thinking there's something else at work. And I go, ooh. There's a number of people in the, uh, in the religious community that would agree with that. And I ain't going to lie. There was actually some people back then in the 80s that were making that parallel between Michael Jackson and the devil. They did the same thing with Prince. But for some reason, they never made that parallel with Elvis Presley. Notice that? You ever heard him called the devil? Nope. Not one time. But, you know, after hearing Ray Charles say that, I don't know what side to believe. Because I got to tell you, in that movie, Ray Charles makes an appearance in that movie. Not the real Ray Charles, of course, but he makes an appearance in that movie. And it seems like all is just love. B.B. King, Ray Charles... All of these prominent black artists are in that movie and and Elvis would leave his neighborhood. He would leave Graceland that's after he had broke, and he would go back to those uh, the dive bars and and he used to go in and just hang out with all like a room full of black people and watch them perform and of course, steal their moves and their, their songs too. but he loved it. He loved jazz, the blues, and he was stealing our moves. Little Richard. Also, forgot about him. Little Richard was in there too. And he just loved them all. And he was sitting wide-eyed and just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Why? He should. We're a magical people. We are. But for years, uh, it has been said that Elvis Presley did not give us the due that we deserve. As a matter of fact, we got to try to find it. And Elvis makes the comment. And I don't know if it's, true or not it's something that i've read i've never heard the actual quote but it's been reported that elvis said one time when somebody said are you trying to be black are you dancing to black music is it soul music and he says the only thing that a black man could do for me is shine my shoes i've been told that's an elvis quote now i don't know if that's on tape anywhere or is that just some you know some myth i don't know But Ray Charles seems to think that Elvis Presley is not the real deal. He's not the king of anything. And if you're saying Elvis Presley isn't the king of rock and roll, who is? Chuck Berry? Uh, Little Richard? Michael Jackson? (laughs) Prince? I don't know. To me, Michael Jackson. I don't know. Let's get to the next one. Because I could go in on that. As a matter of fact, on the other side, uh, let's, let's try to find that clip. If we can find that clip of Elvis saying that, we'll play it on the other side. If the clip doesn't exist, maybe somebody can send it to me in my DMs of him saying that black people can't do nothing but shine his shoes. Elvis Presley, send it to me, and we'll play it over the air. But I've never heard it, but I've read it. Uh, this next clip is, oh, man, I could talk for two hours on this one. It's, it's a clip called Blame Game Insanity. Uh, Because a listener heard me talk about how we are the only race of people that is giving all our money to the white man because we are still fighting for equality while simultaneously trying to assimilate into a white uh, supremacist society, basically. I preach about it all the time, how Latinos and Asians and everybody else, they have formed their own communities. You can go to Chinatown and you can go to... To, to the east side of town, and Latinos shop with one another. But what we black people, we still at Target and Walmart and all that, giving our money to the white man instead of building an Africa town. Hopefully, they do change Lamert Park to Africa town instead of spending our money with ourselves and shopping with ourselves and doing, doing what we need to do. So, uh, this clip kind of castigates us as a people. And uh, you guys tell me what you think. Listen.
8: We are. We are the only people on the planet that blame the white man for 95% of our problems, but still spend 97% of our money with them. Mm
3: -hmm.
8: We, the black people, we are the leaders in unnecessary spending. You know what unnecessary spending is? It's buying stuff you don't need with people with money that you don't have Mm -hmm. from people that you don't even like Mm -hmm. to impress people that you don't even know.
2: Your checking account available balances. Twelve
1: million
8: six hundred seventeen thousand two hundred ninety dollars and fifty six cents. We are only people on the planet that blame the white man for ninety five percent of our problems, but still spend ninety seven percent of our money with them. Mm -hmm. We the black people, we are the leaders in unnecessary spending. You know what unnecessary spending is? It's buying stuff you don't need with people with money that you don't have Mm -hmm. from people that you don't even like mm-hmm. to impress people that you don't even know.
0: Yeah. There are no lies detected on that one, I got to tell you. No lies detected. And, and I don't know why we do it. Look, I could I could get off on a rant on this topic. You know that. I could talk about this thing for two, three hours because it bothers me. I, I try to blend the two. Yeah, I still go to Target. How's the Target today? Matter of fact, I go to Walmart. I do all that. But what I try to do is blend the two. I also shop at Black-owned businesses. All the time. And I I even overspend. Because I understand that the buying power with black-owned businesses, they don't have the same buying power as these white people out here. So, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more. Make sure that customer service is tight. But if your customer service is tight and your prices are a little higher, and by the way, the goods have got to be a decent quality, please? I ain't going to mention no names. I'm encountering some pretty bad quality at a few places, too. But as long as you keep it tight, I'll shop with you. And matter of fact, if you treat me right, I'll be a return customer. But we got to stop being so frivolous with our money. We got to stop giving Gucci our money and Nike our money. We do it all the time. To impress who? I've never understood it. To impress who? So you got a Gucci bag and... I'm here to report to all the women that are rocking those Gucci bags. We guys don't care. We don't. you trying to impress the women out there because we don't care. You got red bottoms on? We don't care, I'm telling you. you trying to impress the women around you and fellas, man, back at y'all. All this jewelry, like that pastor that had a million dollars worth of jewelry. Come to find out he swindled somebody for $90,000 earlier? Why, man? I don't understand. For us to be a people that were mired in, in in poverty and enslaved in this country, for us to just be so enamored with shiny stuff drives me crazy. I had a racist tell me one time, you know the problem with black people? What? Y'all are enamored with shiny stuff. Rims and grills and just all kind of jewelry it's all got to be shiny stuff. Now, of course, I dug into him. But you know what? Got a point. What do we care about that stuff for? And that pastor. <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel about that pastor on the other side. Because uh, I'm surprised we haven't done a show on that kid. 1-800-920-1580. one 920 1580. Uh, news and traffic right now. Join me on the other side. Danny Morrison's show. KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580.
0: 1580. Oh, Danny Morrison's show. KBLA Talk 1580. Wow. Look, And Andy tells me he's a Trump supporter now and that's disappointing. I ain't gonna lie. I thought he was going to put that woman first. and he putting Trump first? That's a pro. But uh, that song, man, and that voice, that is the glorious vocal tones of one Jaheim. Let's go back to the phones real fast. Because, uh, Abid heard me say something about shiny stuff in the black community. A B, one more time. High <laughs> color hood. <laughs>
6: uh, hi. 5'10", uh, color milk chocolate. South L.A. Uh,
0: South L.A. Check it in. Drop that combo. out. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard people <laughs> say that about us, too? Uh,
6: no, but it, it kind of hit me. Like, let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, next time you hear something like that, how to respond to it, uh, the, 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 the... The Queen of England is she blinging or what? With the gold or the diamonds and the, all that kind of stuff. There, it's, it's, it's those things—the diamonds, the gold, the opal—all those, all those, um, what, we, what he would call shiny things irradiate energy. They radiate things. We come from Africa as a people, and where gold, diamonds, zinc balls, all that stuff is—we that's it's the richest man in the world. We have all the most of the gold in the world was King masamusi I mean, we, that's who we are. I mean, it resonates
0: with our soul. Come on, come on, man. You, yes, you know, I, I, I understand you're, you're taking the historical angle and I, I appreciate it. Cause I love learning from you. I don't think the cats in the, in the neighborhood are overly thinking it the way that you are right now. I just think they just like I it. I was, I was, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
6: I was. Yeah. I was just getting ready to go there. I think that if, it is perverted in a way we just resignate to shiny things uh. like diamonds and, and all this. Uh, I think it's just in, in a perverted way, or not in a perverted way, but a misguided way, we just resonate to certain things. And you can see that in other cultures too. Here we are in 2022, uh, and it's showing up this kind of way. We we uh, you know so we you know bro, you see the buzz with the, the gold chains and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think. That has something to do with it, but we're we we come from that. We come from all of these from gold and diamonds. That's our land And Africa, is the richest continent in the world. You know, everybody's there. China, everybody's there now, taking the minerals and gold and zinc. Everybody's taken from there, and and but we we are we come from that. Mm. We come, but I think I think that's
0: that's one part of it, Danny. So I mean, I think you can maybe frame that up to... That's fair. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you my I'll give you my opinion as well. I, mean, I appreciate the phone call. I got to finish these clips, but I totally agree with you. I totally agree. No, I I but I, I call to tell you I, I'm glad that
6: Elvis did acknowledge that because back in the day I've experienced that in on com I'm uh, oh, sorry on Central Avenue, Central Avenue and and uh, Watts used to be what what Hollywood Boulevard was back in the '60s and '70s, 50, '50s, '60s and '70s. And all of the white entertainers used to come to Central Avenue to the Rose Room and the different clubs there. My dad got me an entertainer's permit at seven. And so I used to go there and play the drums with him. I was kind of, you know, like a little side acting. But I used to hang out. And you see these celebrities, these white celebrities there. At the time, we thought that it was real cool to have these white celebrities from Hollywood come. But what they were actually doing was studying us, going back to Hollywood. Going back to Hollywood, because we didn't have access to cameras and stuff, and if we did, we would say yes or no some and playing the maze and and all that stuff. So they would go back to Hollywood where the cameras were, and it was they, they, it was culture, culture, cultural uh, uh, misappropriation. They would take a lot. And Elvis was notorious for that. So, Abi, you, uh, you can ask uh, my yes, question
0: sir. for me then real quick. D- did he actually say that the only thing a black man could do for me is shine my shoes? Is that a, an accurate, an accurate quote that he said? I, I, I've never heard that,
6: but, but I know that he took a lot of stuff from us. He, he, he used to hang out at Sun Records, uh, 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 uh Oscar Snow Sr. He stole a lot of stuff from Oscar Snow Sr. And the reason I found out because I produced his son and his son showed me a lot of stuff and you could hear the stuff that Elvis stole and ple- pleasure, and stuff like that. So I know that he, he was around a lot of, he had a lot of black influence, even though he might not have said it because it wasn't it wasn't something you do in the day. But he was he was he was in Watts. He was hanging out at some of the clubs with bros and stuff and learning that you gotta whoop them all that, you know, all that stuff, all that you know the the, the, the gyration. That's a terrible impression
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we're gonna win this we're gonna win this that's your, that's your Eddie Murphy doing Elvis Presley <laughs> impression is what that is. I know you. That's what I I remember that but from wrong. He,
6: he, he he learned a lot of that from Sam Cook and, and others that were that had that little charisma stuff going. I mean, they he, he, he studied us. And we thought it was cool for them coming to the hood, but they were actually studying us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that it was acknowledged, from what I'm understanding. I caught a piece of it, and I'm glad that it was finally acknowledged, oh, that he acknowledged it. it. All
0: right, my man. Have a good night. Thank you appreciate so, so you much. Brother. Appreciate you. Um, by the way, we got to see if we can find that clip. We haven't really... Uh, Researched it out if it exists. Somebody send it to me because I'm curious. Did Elvis actually say that on a mic? can't No clip see anybody can make something up like that, you know, I'd love to hear it, but Yeah, I've read a bunch of articles saying that he said that too I I know people that have used that as the proof that he didn't respect us So they hang on to that one quote, but I'm like I want to see him say it All right, let's get to the next one though. Okay? Uh, Right now, we're doing, uh, upon further review, clips, and uh, we are up to number four, huh? This one broke my heart. It did. Because we already know that um, there's a systemic problem in this country with uh, African Americans being able to have access to the resources that white people get uh, far easier in this country. And one of those being jobs. And people think that, you know, we get called lazy all the time. And uh, uh, we don't have ambition, et cetera, et cetera. What they don't know is in our neighborhoods, we just don't have jobs to go to. And so this clip, I believe it's from CBS this morning, I think. It's from CBS something. And they break down what actually happens when you have thousands upon thousands of African-American men that aren't working. I want you to hear this. Listen. Listen.
9: Well, researchers say the rise of joblessness among black men has become a crisis and its financial impacts are having a ripple effect. According to a new report from the Center for Economic and Policy Research, the toll of unemployed black men is costing the U.S. economy about $50 billion Yay! a year. Researchers say black men have consistently had the highest annual unemployment rate for the last 20 years. 20 years. The report found the predominant reason is a lack of job offers. It is also impacted by higher mortality and incarceration rates. Well, well, look Researchers in there. say with communities that lar- uh, with larger populations of working black men experience uh, lower crime rates and better educational opportunities for children. R- research suggests that if the jobs gap closed between white And black men, about $30 billion would be funneled back into black communities every year. Well,
0: you look at there. You mean if they actually gave us jobs, it would funnel money back into the economy? Really? What a novel concept. Who would have dunked? it? And you mean the reason that we don't have these jobs is because we're being incarcerated at a disproportionate rate? Who, Who knew? 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. More on this topic on the other side. This is the Danny Mo Show. KBLA, y'all stay there.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, from middays to nighttime, nighttime. By George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580.
0: The ad
5: council.
3: You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580.
0: And if you missed it, we just played a clip from CBS Evening News when they were saying that uh, with African-American male unemployment being as high as it is, it is costing this country $50 billion, with a B, dollars every single year. And I was just telling Andy, it ain't going to change. They would rather swallow that money than get us on the right track. Make no mistake. It's been going on for 20 years. They're like, ah, no, black men are lazy. Black men are deadbeat daddies. Black men don't want to be educated, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, their narrative is to keep our uh, their, their feet on our neck, for lack of a better term, so to speak. They don't want that to change. You would think they would invest, invest some of that money in our communities, man. Get us job training. Get us into college. Take care of us, man. But nah, they ain't going to do that. That's why reparations, the reparation conversation is so important. Shout out to California that's leading the charge. But that's the only way we get to where we need to go. I've been telling people, you can do whatever you want. You can march, you can boycott, you can do whatever you want. All that stuff matters, and it, and it makes incremental change, make no mistake. But until we actually have the financial capital to make changes in our communities, nothing will change. You gotta have money. You have to. We got one more clip, right?
1: <laughs>
0: this one, oh my God. This is another one about dating, and and I will be honest... A white woman sent me this clip. A very, very uh, loyal listener to the Danny Mo Show sent me this clip, and she wants me to know that this is what she thinks when white women date black men exclusively. And this is what this woman in this clip said, listen.
7: Black men because of the power dynamic? Because white women have never had any power over men in their lives. Because obviously all the white men in their lives have always had all the power over them. So white women have whiteness over black men. And obviously to be in any sort of like control feels good, especially when you're used to never being in control. White women feel safe with black men, not only because of the hyper-masculinity that they believe black men exhibit, but because of the whiteness and power they hold over black men. This is why also white women can still be racist and be with black men and be like conservative white women will be like married to a black man and this is why white women love their black sons and hate their black
0: daughters you
7: access to the patriarchy to give you power whereas black daughters don't black men because of the power dynamics- see, the
0: the whole time i was watching that clip i was nodding i was like yeah yeah and then she goes this is why white mothers hate their black daughters. Like, no, you were see, you see, you making some good points, and then you took a hard left turn. White women don't hate their black daughters. They love their black daughters. I don't buy into that. Now, the whole part about black man and power and all of that and, and our hypersexuality, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But uh, I will tell you more on why I believe White women love black men on the other side. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Danny Morrison Show. KBLA Talk 1580. Thursday night, y'all.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: I just had a white female friend of mine go, I can't wait to hear this. Just sent me a text. It's not brain surgery by any stretch of the imagination. It's just my opinion. Uh, black is the new black. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is, I've made the correlation before. I don't know if you guys remember the show Happy Days, right? Back in the day, hit TV show. It was number one on, on ABC for like five, six years. And the whole evolution of, of, uh, of Richie and, and the Fonz and Potsy and and Al's and Arnold's, you know, diner or whatever it was. It was humongous, right? It was Americana, if you will. But as far as what is cool, Fonzie was seen as cool. Slick back hair, white guy, rode a uh, uh, some motorcycle of some sort. And, you know, just that whole biker vibe was cool. And if you look at movies back then, too, Elvis, same thing, same thing. Leather jacket, you know, slick back hair, you know, that was cool to them. We have commandeered cool in this country. We have. When it happened, I don't know. Uh, Some might say the 70s, maybe. Uh, If I was to place a bet, I would say, I think Michael Jackson came in and took it. That's what I think. I think Michael Jackson and Prince combined came and took cool in this country. And we just kind of took it from there. But white women want to be around what's cool. And we are what's cool. Every race of woman out there is, you know, going after the brothers right now. That's why brothers are the most likely to date outside their race in this country, statistically speaking. Because everybody is after us right now. In a good way. Some would say a bad way. (laughs) So, why do women, uh, why do white women date black men? Because that's exactly what they want. They want to be with what's cool. And we cool. Black men, we sexy. Yeah, you can talk about all that hypersexuality and all that stuff, but there's something about us. That's why I love building up the brothers. Every time I see him, it's like, man, don't you know you're the most sought after man in this country right now? Don't you know you are the number one draft pick right now? What are you upset about? And then we go and we harm each other. I've never understood. It. So, yeah, white women want the brothers, Latinas want the brothers. <laughs> The sisters want the brothers. The problem is, the brothers don't want the sisters these days. It seems like, at least not as much as we should. But, I just think that, you know, that's that's all it is. And to my friend that's in my text messages right now, she kind of already knew that. <laughs> but, my, my hope, my wish, my prayer, as we get up out of here right now, is we get to a point in this country where everybody just loves who they want to love. And I mean, I don't care what your sexuality is. I don't care if you're in a racial relationship. I don't care if you're a May-December romance. I really don't care. Don't harm a child. And anything else, I really don't care. All I ask is that you be respectful of those people that don't have the same lifestyle or beliefs that you do. If we got to that point in this country, I just think it'll be a much better world. Respect people's lifestyle. As long as they're not harming you. Just because someone gets into a gay marriage is not a referendum of your own. Who cares? If they want to enter into marriage and and get divorced because it's at fifty three percent right now, divorce rate. Go ahead. If you want to jump into that, feel free. <laughs> but you shouldn't care what somebody else is doing. Don't let somebody else come into your bedroom and tell you what you should or should not be doing. That's not the way to go. Cool. Wow. What a show. What a show. I haven't laughed this much on the show in a while. Definitely a good time. Good luck. God bless. Gone. Uh, keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. I believe uh, the queen, Robin Ayers, is returning on Monday. But in the meantime and in between time, keep it right here on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Be good.